0: Tom Bernard show with LA Nick
1: Cassie Schrader
0: and famous pimp Tom (laughs) lookalike you do look a lot like him in that picture it's just that one picture though I'm looking at another picture he does not look at that one picture that one picture looks just like me it's on news I
1: know it's crazy what site's that
0: on Loser, and he's N-E-W-S-E-R. Yeah, suck like out that country, that. he has an
2: HBO hat, it looks just like Tom.
0: Get it, honestly, I gotta get it in HBO. HBO, send me a hat, damn it. <laughs> we'll be right back, kick things off now with our trip. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to Walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. I told you to forget to stop to the clock. You know you
2: are a disaster <laughs> with that clock. Uh, why that
0: clock's
2: not working. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: it is. There. You are I'm
2: such a sure. disaster. It looks like it's going a little Have too fast, isn't it? No, it's not as funny. Tonight, Everything's good, man. It's not good driving in here, though. I would say well, why I can't people understand that if you're driving like a little pickup with a barbecue grill in the back and some lumber, that you don't ride the left lane yeah. at 40 miles an hour I the whole way? Like, I we'll, hate like, that. Everybody's just looking at this guy and blowing by. And why don't they get it?
0: But don't you
2: more slower traffic to go to the right? Yes. Fast traffic goes to the left. It's not that's not I, that complicated, guys. I well, couldn't yes, agree more.
1: Yesterday I was uh, driving, and this guy decided he was just going to drive right over the white, you know, dotted line. Like he was going to take up two lanes, and he didn't have a care in the world about it. He just drove down the a Cedar.
2: I hate it. And
1: it's like, <laughs> pick a lane, will you? <laughs>
2: I, oh, I heard yeah, some okay, states yeah. giving people tickets for riding in the left lane if, you're not, if you're not going at least a speed limit or over. A lot
0: of states do not allow semis in the left lane. Yeah, we, do. we do, of yeah. course. So you can do anything you want.
2: But here. you know what? I noticed, though, that the semi drivers here are pretty good about it. They don't stay over there long. No, no. they don't.
0: No, they don't. That's they true.
2: don't. They're pretty, they're pretty nice. Right, I had a little
0: battle this morning on the KQ Morning Show with the Minneapolis City Council and the mayor and the Met Council as well. Well, they're all crazy, so... Okay, well, Aqua now, three more people shot. Well,
2: they're closing Aqua.
0: They are going to close it, aren't they? They, yes. they put new limits on them. And, and no, they, I, I they, don't think
2: they're closing going. them. What? They are definitely closing uh-huh. them. What yeah. is Aqua? Aqua's an, the, the oldest running nightclub in downtown Minneapolis. Oh,
1: okay. It's it on its, no, its
2: 27th there, year. It's something. 27th year? I believe so. Yeah, it's... Uh, what was it before? Because I don't even know. It was know. always Aqua. Steve and Jado Hawk opened it up oh, okay. a long time ago. They had a real successful run, and... That's a miracle that somebody bought it from them. I shop. Oh, did somebody they, buy it? Native Americans bought it. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and, you're right. And now they're getting shut down. Why? Well, multiple reasons. The one of the owners has felony arrests, which you're not allowed to own that's, a liquor license with felony arrest. Correct. Um, so then they did some switch around and found a family member that didn't have a felony and put it in her name. Oh. okay. But the city knows who really owns it. Oh, so and uh, settle down. And now they had, they've had multiple. A lot of calls, 911 service. Now they had three people shot. Right. So there was a rule put in place a while back that if you have a shooting inside your bar, it, you're automatically shut. Pulled your list. Yeah, of pulled.
0: yeah, I understand. Joe from Louisville, smartass that he is, has to send the message. Be sure to tell L.A. Nick that Catherine abandoned
2: you.
1: Yeah, he's he's, he's been tweeting about yeah, you know how many times you've said it so far, and I think well, he's Catherine's, reporting to Catherine.
2: Catherine's reporting that she abandoned you. Is she? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew it. See, there you go. She abandoned me. The whole family abandoned you. I'm just
0: sitting. Yeah. The whole entire family. <laughs> the whole. I'm the only member of my family that's in town. Uh, you must be just bored out of your mind. It's only been one day and I'm already bored. How? So now, is there going to be a whole week? are not coming back till Saturday night. Whew. It's disastrous. You know what? I do want to make a point about that. And I talked about it this morning on a morning show. Um, God, last minute, I got to tell you. I said, before I say this, I do not want this to be a political statement for anybody. Okay? Make sure. I don't want this turning political. I just wonder why it is that. that that Keith Ellison doesn't want people to see or his wife ex-wife doesn't want anybody to see the records why would they possibly care you know there's sensitive material there's anything any on my marriage license or what I don't never been divorced so I don't know how that goes but you can look at whatever you want what happens last minute me he goes "why isn't trump showed his tax returns" I was like, I just told you I'm asking a question it's not political he starts puking up the politics Of course, that's what everybody does anymore. I said, I understand. Um, You know, I don't. I don't like any of them.
2: You can say it's a beautiful day, and somebody turns it into. (laughs) No, it isn't. (laughs) Somebody turns it into politics.
0: You're lying. It's not a beautiful day. (laughs) It's acceptable.
2: Yeah, it's fake news. (laughs) Acceptable.
0: Jumping back to aqua for one second, I am shocked that those psychos on the Met Council, uh, the City Council of Minneapolis, and the mayor. Would go after a Native American. That surprises me. Uh, that really surprised me that they would go after, after an indigenous person.
2: Yeah, I don't know the details. I know that initially, I I actually know the kid who bought it, and he is definitely Native American. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't, whatever they go but after. they had, they had. They, had a, they had this rule already in place. That if you have too many calls for service and you have a shooting inside your right. nightclub you're done they're tired yeah, of it, be, well, tired uh, of it. they should be tired of it get all those thugs out of downtown well, you know what? It, didn't, it didn't stop so that happened i believe uh friday saturday it didn't ha- stop the 17 round shot on sunday night <laughs> fourth right, in Washington. It <laughs> i'm just telling you honest to god
0: you people, get your head out of your ass and give me back my downtown area.
2: This is gang. This is y'all gang. It's all gang. gang. It's all, all gang-related. Gang and they're letting them run around like they own the town. Well, you disgusting pigs! And now you see, you see that that Fry wants to put those signs in the back of police cars, telling oh, people God, to be silent.
0: Uh, yeah, I see Bob Kroll really like that not idea. Not to talk.
2: Yeah, Bob really, really like that and, idea and a whole people, lot. People don't understand. It's not people like. Oh, it's it's not to get tell anybody their rights. People don't understand. No, it's, the, it's, no, it's it's not. The, it's the only thing that Jacob Fry can do to get attention on the National Democratic platform. I it's a weak that, mayoral yeah, government. He no, can't right. make, he can't introduce law. He can't do right. anything. Yep. He only controls the police department. So he's trying to find any way to get on the National Democratic's radar.
0: No, uh, you're 100% right and that's what I talked about this morning. Uh, and what set me off is, and I'm very serious about this, and it shocked me, to tell you the truth. We're talking about this, oh, the fact that uh, uh, Hubert's shut down and it's become uh, Cargo Food yep. Authority or something yep. or something like that. And I didn't realize that Hubert's had closed. I said, what else in that area? He's like, There's like Hard Rock. And he goes, what? I said, well, there's Hard Rock. He goes, that closed seven years <laughs> a ago. A long time ago. And I said, that shows you how long it's been since I've been downtown at night. Uh, hard I will forever. not do it. I, it been gone for seven years. Well, I didn't even know that. I
2: tell you, there, there's 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 some areas that are still decent, but that's not one of them. Well, not Hennepin, <laughs> You know what? You're right. It's
0: not downtown. It's Hennepin Avenue.
2: It's the warehouse district. It's, the, it's well, it's, not all of
0: it. The warehouse. There's some really nice places in the warehouse district I know, too. but the,
2: the the crime really the the zone the center.
0: First is Avenue, Fifth and Hennepin, Hennepin mm-hmm.
2: First and Hennepin, all that area. Like around where the police department is, and yes. then all the but, but all the way down to Sex World, and how do you know where Sex World is? Well, that's where the shootings were Sunday night at that that club. That I'm looking at a picture of me, famous pimp, found dead. <laughs> do you know? I just we looked up Sex World the other day because I was wondering how they're still. You know, they got raided for prostitution like a year ago, and I didn't know that. I didn't either. Did I, you I, ever hear my great Sex World story? No, I wasn't even there, but <laughs> well, phenomenal. It does have a lot of history, though.
0: It has right? a lot of history. It's been there for a long time. So I have two friends. I'll identify them as Cliff and Alan, but I won't say any last names, right? So they're driving along, and Sex World had just opened you know, a few months earlier. And Cliff says to Alan, I want to go to Sex World. He goes, what? He goes, I want to go to Sex World. Today. You know, I haven't been there. I'd like to go in there, and I want to check out Sex World. He goes, okay, well, no, I don't want to do that. He goes, no, I want to do it. I really do let's go into sex world and Alan says I'll go in there for a few minutes but that's all I'm going I don't want to hang out there I'll go in there for like 15 20 minutes and then we can leave just so you can see sex world He goes, okay so they park and they both go in there the whole viewing area there in that front where you look at whatever you look at big old Giants or whatever I don't know what they're looking at so the place is packed Cliff walks to the middle of the room and farts and runs out <laughs> the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> How great is that, though? He goes in there, and Alan starts laughing so he can't even walk because he's laughing so hard. Oh he farts goodness. at Sex World. <laughs> I love the fact that, that like Bar-La-Grasse just says BLG. That's the biggest sign. But Sex World has like fifteen 50-foot yeah, signs. Uh,
2: so they got rated for prostitution. Then they got rated for a swingers club. They did? It was going on in the basement. I didn't know that. Me neither. So what's it? Is it against a lot to be in a swingers club? Well, I don't think you can have sex like swingers Willy nilly in in a, <laughs> like in in a build, public building. And have I don't to pay know. For it. I don't know. I don't know the I, rules and laws of that. I, I if you want to, say, and I, none for me. No, that's all I have. To, I, no, I no, can't even imagine it.
0: Hey, it's not my style. Yeah, it well, not mine either. Yeah, I, I, don't I get float to, my boat. I have to take this picture down because I keep looking at it because that, that is even the look I get on my face. It's just so bizarre. Famous Pimp found dead at his Love Ranch brothel and it's a picture of me.
2: It's fine that starts you being put Trump supporting famous pimp. Did they
0: really do <laughs> they that? Oh, that
2: did. is so disgusting. <laughs> they did though. Oh God. I see I just love that. Even if they arrest anyone and and they're Republican, they'll say Republican. You know, house robber, <laughs> republic, republic, republic No, mother. you're
0: right. You're absolutely right. Oh God, Khashoggi. Have they found out what happened to Khashoggi yet?
2: Yes, he's, they're closer. So They'd they know he's been cut up in pieces.
0: So they, he, they did cut him up in a little. bit. They
2: piece. did cut him up into pieces.
0: Yeah, uh, audio contains gruesome details of Khashoggi. Also, they recorded the audio of them massacring him.
2: Yeah. I'm not. Saudi Arabia saying that. they didn't do it though. Yeah, they did say they didn't do it, but right. we'll see.
0: Can't, he was believe, in the Turkish, can't believe anybody. He was, in, he was in Turkey at the Saudi consulate, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: and yeah, he he, no, he was in the Saudi consulate. Yeah, right. He, he was. Yeah, it's safe, supposed to be a safe haven for him. He's from Saudi Arabia. <laughs>
0: that would be nice to have a safe <laughs> haven, but that's not going to happen, I guess. Just the way that whole deal.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It just it's. But the guy that that Trump got released from the Turkish prison, I was listening to him speak. To, uh, oh yeah. Today. I guess the Turkish prison wasn't as, not as bad as you think it would be, because you would think Turkish prison would be bad.
0: Yeah, I would not want to go to prison in Turkey.
2: Yeah, I guess he... I'm good. What he was saying, it wasn't all that
0: horrific. I would like to get... Well, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind taking calls on this either. I do not understand why the, and I'll say it for the 5,000th time, I'm not far right or far left. So this is not even a political statement. But I just don't understand how people who lean lean way left, that it's okay for some people to do what they do, but everybody else is horrible if they do it. A la Bill Clinton, you know, it's okay for him to play hide the banana with everything that breathes, which I'll ne- and then his own wife. And the reason I'm thinking about this, there is no way if I got caught with my spuzzola on somebody else's dress. <laughs> That Catherine would just go, "Oh, that's fine. They're 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 both consenting
2: adults." That's what she said. Yeah. Are you insane? She's saying he didn't, he didn't abuse his, his power.
0: Oh, he she was, was getting an intern. Abu- oh God. She was an and intern. He was the president. And he was the president of the United States, the most <laughs> powerful man in the world. No, he
2: didn't abuse his power.
0: He didn't abuse his power. That she said, "No, no, he did not abuse it." Lady, how do you sit there and and why are you still with the guy who did that? Anyway? No, there,
2: there's a video floating around of. Of statements that she made in the last two years and then the exact opposite statement made like five, oh, yeah. six years ago it's a really good video you have to find it
0: somebody told me they got they have audio and video of her in the early 2000s like 2005 something like that just blasting black people
2: oh there's lots of them there are lots of oh, yeah, them? really no, the one I, no, since I'm saying the one I watched yesterday is her blasting immigrants like, there's no call of leeches. There's no this. place for them in this country. <laughs> Gotta keep them out. They'll destroy our country. That that video is really good to watch. And
0: then she found out there was money in it for her, so she changed it. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you, I don't care what political bent you have. Severe, right, left, whatever. They're all lying to you, and they're doing it to make money.
2: We're all suckers, man. Yeah, they're all horrible. But both we are. Sides. We're all suckers. They're just all getting rich. Let me ask you guys both this. Yeah.
0: I, You know, do you think far left, far right, Democrat, Republican, are they all actually in the same club and they're just picking oh, this week you be the bad cop?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they go back and
0: forth. Oh
2: God, it's disgusting. These people are the worst people on earth. But there's no fair politics anymore. No, there's not. It doesn't exist. But I would like They're not even having debates anymore.
0: So, oh, I got to call. you would love this. No, they don't have debates. No. You guys will love it. I think I mentioned it to you. Yes. I, <laughs> I said on the air after this Elizabeth Warren thing came out that she was one one thousandth Native American. But they don't even know she's Native American because it might be Central American. Right. So they don't even know if she's at all indigenous. Right. Mm-hmm. But if she is, it's like one one thousandth of a percent.
2: Well, did you see the Cherokee Nation's response? Yes. And, it, and they right?
0: said, and blow it up <laughs> your ass. You <laughs>
3: wait for you, We don't want months. you. So
0: here's what I said on the air. How the hell did Trump ever get away with calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas? <laughs> How the hell did he get away with that? I right? have
1: no idea. This is
0: exactly what I said on the air. I got complaints. What a racist far righty I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What? Pete, you know why, Tom? Why? Because people love to hate. They do love to hate. Oh, You're we got through?
1: complaints yesterday too because we called Trump orange.
2: Oh, they didn't
0: like... Well, he is orange!
1: I know. That's what I said. I'm like, whether you like the guy or not, he looks weird.
0: Look, understand this. When I criticize... Sometimes he's more orange than some other times. And he's got that white thing around his yeah, eyes. Yeah, sometimes he's, he's orange. Really, it's really orange.
1: It's spray tan. that's Think what it is? Yeah, because if you get natural tan, you don't turn that yeah. color. It's spray tan all the way.
0: We'll take a break. Be right back. But I, we, I do want to talk more about this whole thing, this political thing. And it's all phony. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who is here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company called XCheck. Tom, it's a payment app we developed. We wanted a simple application that was safe and secure, easy to use. Into a way in which you could pay the kid who cuts your grass shovels your snow way you could split a dinner check without having to exchange cash without having to write a check the app processes the payment puts it right into the receiver's account literally the same day it's free to our
3: customers it's safe secure and easy to use
0: This is Tom Why Not Bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC and equal housing lender, Mike is a disaster. Now, wait a minute. You better cut out
2: that. (laughs) Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, 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 Tommy.
0: Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. 855- Five five four twenty twenty, and please tell him Tom sent you. I'm just waiting for you to start the clock again. You are unbelievable. I'm pass You're a disaster. So here, here's the deal. We're talking about this earlier, in, in and He's taken some, you know, abuse from some guy because uh, he said.
1: Yeah, and I, I am just one of those. I just like whatever, dude. I.
0: <laughs> but look, we're not. If Trump's your guy, good for you. If Keith Ellison's your guy, good for you. Whatever you like, that's your business. It's none of my business. I just hate all of them. So they did release the files.
2: They did. Yeah, they opened them. So, today. What's the, what, what should have been redacted? What did he? Well, it says no accusations of physical, emotional abuse in the, in the file. So, in
0: other words, he was grandstanding. But basically, what he was doing was grandstanding, trying to make it look, like, see, look how innocent yeah, I stay am in,
2: now. Stay in the news.
0: That's exactly what he mm-hmm. was doing today. It's just there was nothing. And that's what I actually said to a couple of people there's nothing in there, because mm-hmm. otherwise, he wouldn't be doing this yeah this is all oh i just wanted to protect my wife i wanted to protect the woman that used to be in my he's gonna
2: he's not a good guy i'm sorry if you like he doesn't even look like a good guy no he's not but he doesn't look like one of you can some people just have a certain look he has a look of not a nice guy
0: i mean he's a buddy of what's his name the hell's that psycho's name in chicago Louis Farrakhan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a big-time buddy of Louis Farrakhan. He's the guy's a, a hateful pig. He is. Yeah. He really is. He's horribly hateful.
2: Nothing comes out of his mouth
0: but no. hate. Although I did like the one time he came out. There was, like, an entire soldier field gathering, like, 70,000 people. And he w- walks out, and they're cheering their ass off and blah, 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 blah. And he walks out on microphone and he goes, I know what you're thinking. The brother looks good. That's <laughs> that, what he said. I'm like, oh, oh I love God. That was it James Brown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's like James Brown. Exactly. Sounds like something the Godfather of Zola would say. But anyway, on this show, on on the James the Brown's morning, the only one that can say that. No, I <laughs> on, on this show and in the morning show, I want to make very, very clear to people: uh, I, I, I will not take a political side because. There are a few politicians that are out there to try to do a good job. There are some, but I would say 95 percent of them are the worst human beings on the face of the Earth. They're only kissing your ass to get you to vote for them. Once you vote for them, they couldn't care less about you.
1: They're only it's true. Lo- Politicians are only loyal to the people that give them money. That's
2: Exactly right. Even, That's exactly and, right. And people understand that they go through all this work to get that seat for a reason. Because that seat equals power, oh, and yeah. money, lots of money, mm-hmm. and control. They get to control a lot of things. No, they don't care right. anything about you or your neighborhood or nope, they don't. that stop sign that you want put in. They don't care less. I,
1: I'm, I'm hoping with all the, the you know problems that we're having in our federal, even in local government, I'm, I'm hoping that it breeds a new type of politician. Not going to happen. I'm and. Well, I think it might have to start at a grassroots level. I hope
0: you're right because it's, we try the same thing, and oh, we! I was only a little kid, mm-hmm. but in the '60s, I mean, I, that's my fear. And I talked about it yesterday. I'll talk about it again today. I am really scared that about five, six, seven politicians are going to get gunned down. It's scaring the well, hell. Out
2: two of me. people got beat up this week. You know that, right? No. Yeah, two people running for the Republican Party in Minnesota got beat up. Beat up by who? The strangers running up and punched them in the Where face. Where were they? Uh, out in public.
0: Were they at shithole Where were they?
2: Uh, no, no. Just... Uh, no so people walked there. up and punched them? Yeah, him? you can Google it. You can pull a story up. That is unbelievable. Just pull up two Republican I just, candidates in Minnesota beat up. See, I, I can't
0: take it anymore. I, I just... You people out there, you you far righties and far lefties, you're disgusting. You're causing hatred to just flourish, and you need to shut up. You really do.
2: Well, and the media doesn't help at all. They'd oh, sensationalize God, no, it all But they're all in it for the money again that's, it's like, that's, that's what people don't understand they, They're just looking for those ratings Sensationalize everything they mm-hmm. care about it. Well I really all think
1: I really it. think too I mean laws need to be changed Where politicians can't take lobby money I mean th- That would they, be nice I mean they don't well, realize they, that our tax dollars pays their, So we give them money But they don't see Do, it that see way you see the guy
2: who just got arrested for building the bomb in his basement
1: no, I didn't see that. You didn't see, a, see that? Did you see no. that, Tom?
2: No. You guys don't know that story? So a guy just got arrested for building a 200-pound bomb in his basement. <laughs> and he was going to blow it up on election day, November 6th, in in Washington, at the Washington Monument. And he, to bring attention to some, I forget the name of it, but it's this idea-ism of that anybody appointed to office should be randomly picked. Mm-hmm. In a lottery, just anybody, like you would be picked to yeah. be the senator. It's random picked politicians. So you, you know, it's not the richest guy. Whoever has the most money gets in. And uh, so yeah,
1: it's,
2: it's a not shame. corruption. But yeah,
1: you guys didn't hear that story? No, I didn't. I, I've been, a big story. I've been so out of the news lately because I just, I, I'm so busy and I've been dealing with a lot of health yeah, that issues. That was a pretty so big story. Two
2: like... hundred pound bomb, and, but he was only doing it to bring up the, to get, bring light to this
1: well and i think too i think idea. a lot of people especially americans feel they have to go to radical you know action for their voices to be heard because if we were to go oh, on the congress floor and give them a tongue lashing it would fall on deaf ears well, they wouldn't care anymore
2: especially in local government whoever has the most money wins a seat yeah I know. it's buying seats i mean mm-hmm. right now dean phillips me. is running state representative, he'll win because he has millions and millions and millions and endless money. Oh, you money. think he
0: will, he'll beat uh, Eric Paulson?
2: Absolutely. He's got millions. He has 60, I heard $60 million in offshore accounts. I mean, yeah, but, but Eric Paulson this. has held that
1: seat for a long time, yeah. For I a know. good, well, over 10 years. People better years. go vote
2: because uh, Dean Phillips is in the lead. Oh, he is now. Oh, I, didn't is? Know. I, I knew they change. were tied by last year. By like eight points or something. Really? Yeah, really. Well, you know, I gotta
0: be honest with you though, what is what has Eric Paulson done in the ten years? Yeah, I mean, but what Dean did he Phillips do? is looking left. Again, to... I am not asking anybody you know, I'm not I'm not making a political statement,
2: but what do these guys do? What has he actually done?
1: Nothing really. I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, think Dean's the, the one
2: to start the fifteen dollar minimum wage in downtown. Who's it? Dean Phillips. He's, he's the first one to do it, Penny's coffee.
0: Oh really? The, he started the fifteen dollar minimum yeah. wage? Yeah. Well, is the is the coffee place still open?
2: It is, but he's a billionaire. Gone out of business. He's not a billionaire. <laughs> well, he's a multi million. I mean, he was the sole inheritance of Philips Liquor. I mean, they're number one selling vodka in America.
0: He's he's no uh, mega million Twitter. <laughs>
2: no, he's <it's>
0: not that. <laughs> what is it? It's 800, 800, six, 800 $866 million. Million. Well, you know he
2: walked away with about $400 million. Oh, you gee. Think, really? That's that rough. Much? Oh, you pay 50% right off the bat.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean oh, you a mega million? Yeah. Yeah, you do pay 50%. I want to ask you about that, as a matter of fact. I'm glad you brought that up. Fifty percent. How did Americans ever tolerate that? The the federal income tax was started to pay for World War One. Once they realized they're raking in the dough, they said, "Well, we'll just keep it going," because they mm-hmm. said it was going to end when the war ended. Yep. They lied. Yeah. And they kept the income tax going. We're now, and it's been much worse in the past, like seventy percent in some cases.
2: Yeah, if you're in the right tax bracket.
0: Yeah. Uh, how is it that you go to work? And you work really hard, and you make the money, and they get half.
2: And well, wrong, what? completely well, wrong. It is. It's, wrong. it's getting worse because there's so many people who don't have a job that you have to pay That's for. That's the whole reason mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up. And then, so you have that. You have uninsured. I, I get a thing on. Well, I this, I go nuts on. I just go and pay my insurance premium. There's a fee on there for uninsured motors. Oh yes, yeah. I oh. have to pay mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why am I paying for and them? You by law have to have it. But why am I paying for them? We have a
0: like a cabin down in Florida, right? Just like a you know, a winter spot to go to after Christmas or whatever. So I got I got a car down there.
2: You mean Mar-a-Lago? Not my yes, it's a couple miles from Mar a Lago. I, I know where it's at. That's
0: right. Yeah, you know where when they know where we are. But I went and got a car. So I went and got insurance. I have a, a, a wonderful record. There's nothing on my I think I got a speeding ticket like eight years ago or something. You know, and that was a prick that gave me that anyway. Down there? No, it was no. here. It's it was down a, there
2: you get a ticket easy.
0: Yeah, down there you do, yeah. right. I've never gotten a ticket there, though. Um, but here's the deal. So I get my insurance and then blah, blah, in the mail and send the money in. Two grand for the year.
2: I'm like, what? Two thousand dollars? <laughs> what kind of insurance did you get?
0: I got, you know, I got full coverage and all that stuff. But I was like, my insurance here is, I think, nine hundred a year. How many? I, I got, I don't know. I pay a lot less than that. Okay, well, let me tell you something. I looked exactly what you're talking about. A thousand dollars of that was for uninsured. Uninsured Yeah, I had. To, I'm paying their. Uh, it's not insurance. fair. It is psychotic, and it and should I never have, happen. I
2: actually have two friends that both got rear-ended in downtown Minneapolis that this is what happened. They got rear-ended. They got out of the car. The person that rear-ended them got out of the car, pulled the gun, said, get back in your car and drive away. Oh, oh there shoot. you go. That's <laughs> nice. Well, that's that's war- what we got because down Because they down had what. warrants and no insurance.
0: What? See, and to me, their argument is, well, we, we can't target uh, you know people of color. I guarantee you, People of color don't want those people. Uh, by those people, I mean these thugs you know running what? It, around. It, that's
2: that's that's good. Just, that's God. the whole shame of it all. You know, it th- is th- th- that one uh, percent uh, makes the other ninety-nine percent irrelevant because that one percent is so bad.
0: It's just unbelievable.
2: I, I, it's I, sad.
0: My whole life, living amongst all different kinds of people, do you think people of color, as you like to call them now? Want thugs hanging around them? No, they don't, they're done they, with it. They, no, they want to it. be safe. And People they, you on know. North Side
2: are done with it.
0: What?
1: Oh, we had our guest, but she keeps dropping.
0: <laughs> oh, she had, okay, next time she pops, let me know because we'll yeah. just—I'll uh, I'll bring her up at that time and we'll lock her in. That'll be good. Uh, but yeah, I, I just—I don't understand all of these things. Why we ever let them take? Uh, somebody told me during the Eisenhower administration there was a level, and I don't know—you had to make a ton of money. But it was like 90% income tax.
2: At one time. What the hell? It's funny because if if I was forget what year it was but if, so I had offered it more income and if I t- if I took it I got put in another tax bracket where it literally nope. leveled out yeah. it, it was like yeah. I, I got nothing you got I'm like nothing you know what I'll stay exactly where I'm at I know I it's, made more money not taking the race I
0: agree with that completely and if, you're not lying I know ladies, and gentlemen, he is telling the truth there is a level where if you earn enough money you'll actually lose money by yeah. earning more you'll money
2: you lose <laughs> went, like, it was negative God. I'm like why would I no I don't want that
0: But you know what I really hate about that? That was all instituted after the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts and all these very, very big buck families got together in New York and said, yeah, we should should start an income tax.
2: Well, you've already got your money, and you didn't pay any income tax on it. I mean, you have all the other taxes, too, sales tax, property tax. You know, there's a lot of other taxes.
0: I blame Sherry Cormier. That's who I blame. Me, too. (laughs) How are you, Sherry?
4: I'm very good. How are you? This must be Tom. It
0: is Tom indeed. Uh, it was Tom that knew your, your last name was pronounced Cormier, by the way. I love that name.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, so, I, I'm used to, Tom, I'm used to like a hundred different pronunciations Cormier. of that name. You got a little Cormier
0: going? <laughs>
4: uh, lots of Cormiers. Yeah. Lots of Cormiers,
0: yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sherry Cormier. Cormier I'm looking at your name spelled out Yes, your name is Cormier, isn't it? Yeah uh, The book, Sweet Sorrow, Finding Enduring Wholeness After Loss and Grief We've been talking a bit about this Because, Sherry, I will tell you uh, And I want to get your take on this as well What I love is and, and again, this is not a political statement It's just me stating facts That people are saying now uh, Well, that was that was 50 years ago You can't behave like that We've changed a lot in the last 50 years when in, as a matter of fact you Ask any anthropologist They'll tell you Human beings have not changed In the last 40,000 years They just haven't There have been minute changes But not these sweeping changes That everybody thinks can come in now I don't want anybody to be abused But I also don't want anybody Given preferential treatment Because of who they are uh, So we were talking a lot about, about enduring What we're about to talk about With you And uh, we, we fall in love, we get married, we have children, uh, and if any of them, you know, pass on, it's just unbearable. That's the kind of thing yeah. to me that we should focus on. Don't you agree?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, I, where I really thought you were going to go in uh-huh. the beginning was, was you know, there's this it, yes and yes and yes, and what I thought you might be saying too is not only do we have individual grief over losing a person or Mm -hmm. a house to a flood or a you know our best job we ever had there can also be collective grief you know a, a, a state like the state of of florida that just went through a hurricane or the state of texas or a country or you know, uh, a region that's involved in war or a natural disaster, there can be this collective sense of loss and grief.
0: No uh, uh, Sherry, Sherry, I do need to make a a really quick stop here, but it's just a couple of seconds. Uh, We can bring you back. You can say, do we have you for 15 minutes?
4: You do. I think you have me maybe for... I'm looking. My notes say...
0: The rest of our lives.
4: (laughs) 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 15
1: minutes. Yeah, 15 to 20.
0: 15 to 20. All right, we'll be right 15 to 20. Wonderful. We certainly do. That'll be perfect then. Sherry Cormier, right back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Is this music where you reset the clock?
1: Yes. You are on the... And I'm not yeah, there you. Go. <laughs> I gotta bounce up over the no, it's, camera.
0: it's right over the camera, yes, I because know. I can see the thing from here.
1: <laughs> so sure. We
0: are back, ladies and gentlemen. Sherry Cormier with us. We're talking about, uh, yeah. I mean, it's called Sweet Sorrow. They did Sweet Sorrow, finding enduring wholeness after loss and grief. Where did this? Where did you begin uh, writing this book? What ca- What happened that made you want to write this book?
4: Yes, what a great question, Tom. <laughs> well, it's not a happy question and yet no. in a way it, it's not a sad question either. It just is it just is. Um in the last decade I've experienced a lot of personal loss myself. I'm also a psychologist and a bereavement trauma specialist. So, you know, I sort of thought I knew a lot about loss. Yeah. And, man, did I get smacked in the face. What a humbling experience because uh, 10 years ago I lost my father. Now, he was 90, Mm -hmm. so that was sort of expected but still hard. But he died several months after my younger, healthy, beloved husband was diagnosed with stage 4 terminal inoperable cancer oh, man. and my husband died three months after my father so within a couple months I had lost you know the two most important men in my life and then during the decade my mom died my dog died even as if to add insult to injury and then my mother died and you know what I found out was I found out like knowing about loss working with other people who have lost reading about loss talking with friends about people they've lost it's not quite the same when it just punches you in the gut and it and you end up having all these sort of multiple losses bang 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 consecutively I, I so
2: have... I Go ahead. I lost a friend this week from suicide and and I've lost other friends from natural causes and a couple from drug overdoses but the suicide affected me different because
4: yeah.
2: I just don't understand it, it and, does. and he, you know, somebody that has children and a wife and the And he parents, was young,
4: right? Wasn't he like late
2: 40s? Yeah, he was young and he has his dad's still alive and and it mm-hmm. was a big impact on me cuz because, because I yeah. don't understand it. There's yeah. there's no reason right.
4: for it. Right right you know so unfortunately the suicide rate in the united states is really on the rise we don't know exactly why but more and more people are killing themselves and that that is in some ways a really challenging kind of loss whether you're a family member member or friend because it seems if you don't have that same inclination and hopefully you don't it seems incomprehensible to you how someone could take their own life and i think it's the only i think i think
2: it's the only way somebody dies that you can think to yourself i might have been able to change it like i I thought to myself if i would have saw john saturday night and talked to him maybe Mm -hmm. i would have changed the course of his thought of suicide so you blame yourself and, and people say well how didn't we know right so cancer is not right. you can't blame yourself it's right. it's cancer but old age you can't blame yourself they died of old age but when it's suicide you ten, you tend to see more to, to blame <laughs> yourself
4: well well let me I'm sort of I'm um, let me say actually with cancer you can still find ways to blame yourself <laughs> yeah, I think that's we can true. find ways to blame ourselves with anything that yeah. results in something we're not happy about but suicide I agree with you. There's a particular sort of, I'm going to almost call it survivor's guilt. It is. That comes Absolutely. when we're a friend or family member, like, oh my God, I'm still alive. My friend Joe just killed himself. And why didn't, A, why didn't I know about it? And B, I could have done something. I don't think, I think those are myths, though. I want to just sort of put that to rest. I know that what you're feeling is is really common. I think they are myths that, A, we could have known about it, and, B, we could have prevented it. Because when people, suicide, when someone does it, I mean, they've probably thought about it. They may have, I mean, I'm sure they've thought about it. And yet when they finally decide I'm doing it now, it can be a very impulsive thing. And so it's really hard with psychologists. We can't even predict when when a client really is going to self-harm or not. So it, we really, I want I want you to go easier on yourself with that.
2: Yeah, it's tough, though. Even yesterday, it was a beautiful day, and I felt guilty. I'm like, I'm enjoying this beautiful day, and he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, I understand and that. And
4: I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know what I think he would say to you? What was your friend's name? John. John, and your name is? Nick. Nick, because I knew you weren't Tom. Okay, Nick, because I'm so used to calling people by their names. Nick, you know, I think Joe would say to you. John. John, okay. I think John would say to you, Nick, don't waste time now feeling any guilt over what I did. I did it. It was my decision. Yeah. It's my, my cross, so to speak, to bear the biggest message I can give to you, after my death, is to go out and live your life to the fullest, and en- enjoy your life and give love to all the people around you, and not not keep bashing yourself over the head because you're enjoying something and I'm not here to hang out with you.
0: Was well, a different. And friend.
4: that's the other. That's kind of the other misconception. Maybe I'd like to or maybe I should call it surprising discovery, because, you know, I think when someone close to us, whether it's suicide or cancer or just old age, someone dies, are, you know, we're so, we are, of course, are heartbroken and we're bereaved and and so forth. One of the biggest discoveries that I made, and I one of the reasons I wanted to write Sweet Sorrow, was I recognized that Death is really not a disappearance of that person we care about. It's a transition. And even though we can't still, like you, Nick, you, you don't physically see John anymore, and I don't physically see my husband, Jay, anymore, but I believe that that person's energy and spirit is always around us and they're always their memory is always in, their, in our hearts. And so it's not that, they, that they're that erased permanently from our lives. It's, it's that our relationship to them now changes. And yet John is always going to be an important part of your life, even as Jay is 10 years later now, been gone for 10 years, still an important part of mine.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense to me. By, uh, I guess, a bit of a coincidence, yesterday on the show we were talking about You know, parents dying, uh, what you're talking about today, as a matter of fact. And I said I was very, very concerned because my father died many, many years ago. God, he's been dead for, I guess, 32, 33, no, 35 years he's been dead. And
4: you were young, right? Yeah, I was
0: very young, yeah. Yep, I was very young, and I remember the look on his face and what he said to me just before he died And then my mother died 10 years ago, and I can still see her face and hear her voice, and she was holding my hand. I will never forget what she looked like and what she said, and then she died. Mm -hmm. That's a tough thing. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to carry that around. It's wonderful that I have such strong memories of my mother. Mm -hmm. I was never close to my father. But Mm -hmm. I I love having that moment, but in in a way it's kind of frightening because it's just so, that is definitely the last time I'll ever see her, which is difficult you know
4: well and and, you know it's probably hard then because you're feeling so much pain you know initially I think we feel so much heartbreak and so much pain and um, memories are comforting and they're also you know they can stir up pain I mean I someone said to me yesterday she had lost her sister a few while a few years ago and she said you know like initially the memories kept coming back and I yeah. I almost didn't want to remember because it was too painful. The
2: hardest part seeing so other, those other people that were close friends with that person and yeah. that triggers it triggers emotions quickly. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And yet, you know, loss is I think the thing that we're all saying here is loss is a universal human experience. I mean, we all sooner or later are going to get gut, gut kicked, or gut, you know, yeah, have this gut right. wrenching sense. Yeah. We're all sooner or later going to die. We've lost yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah, and we're all going to die. Yes. And and yet, I think in the United States, we don't like to, you know, we're a little phobic about talking about death and dying and grief and loss and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a nor- and there's an enormous pressure on everyone. I think to just stay happy all the time and. You know, um, maybe that's why the suicide rate is increasing more. I, I don't honestly think we know why it's increasing more, uh, but it is. It def- definitely is.
0: Oh, I think I know, I know exactly why it's increasing because people, human beings, since the advent of social media, people are disgusting they're embarrassing and disgusting not everybody of course but I'm just talking the people who hide behind these fake names and rip people to shreds try to ruin Mm -hmm. people's lives
2: social media has a lot to do with it it's
0: disgusting it's Mm -hmm. absolutely disgusting Mm -hmm. so
2: I understand why a lot of people don't want to
0: live in that world Uh, you see Mm -hmm. situations where and and all political parties do it and all people do it they will if they don't like something you did they will try to ruin your life and, of course, therefore drag your, your spouse with them and your children with them. Mm-hmm. And they don't care about harming other people immensely. Mm-hmm. That's sad. It is very sad.
4: Well, I think, I think one of the things that you're, you're speaking to that I really resonate, you know, especially as a psychologist and bereavement trauma specialist, mm-hmm. is that we, we have such a loss of connection and community now. No, In this
0: city,
2: city, there is no community anymore. There is no community anymore, it's true.
4: Well, and I don't think it's just your city. I think it's rampant. It's terrible. Um, It's rampant. There's, there's, you know, and, and even the loss of the sense of family connections. You know, families in agrarian times, we all used to live near each other and work the farm together. And, you know, that that's just not the way things are since the industrial revolution and families are dispersed loved ones are dispersed we there's you know every uh, there's so much loneliness in the world and one of the things that troubles me the most is that young people like people 18 to 25 report higher levels of loneliness than older, older people or yeah, old people, like see people that. older than 72. Yeah, I could definitely. And I think a lot of it is, you know, we've gotten addicted to technology, too. And that's just not a substitute for companionship. No. It's not a substitute for human decency and respect and kindness.
0: It is absolutely true. Sherry Cormier, the book is called Sweet Sorrow, Finding Enduring Wholeness After Loss and Grief. The great part of this, Sherry, is you and I have never met but we just shared conversation and stories, and, and Nick did, and, and Cassie did. That's a great reason to continue on, even with your losses, and how painful they are, a great reason to continue on in life, and unfortunately Nick's friend, John, didn't see it. But the fact that I got to talk to you today and, and realize there are still people that are human beings out there uh, cheered my, cheered me greatly. I appreciate your time today.
4: Thank you so much. It's great to be on your show.
0: Thank you, Sherry. Sherry Cormier, ladies and gentlemen. C-O-R-M-I-E-R. The book is called, again, Sweet Sorrow, Finding Enduring Wholeness After Loss and Grief. I'm very serious about that, by the way. You know, you're sitting here, and you just lost a friend. Uh but the great thing about it is you're sitting here, and we're all talking to one another, and, and we're all human beings. I don't think the two of you in here want to stab me in the back.
2: Maybe you do. <laughs> no. But – You know, I don't know, how, I don't know how people do it because I, don't I couldn't live – Like, I, I, even if somebody's even a little bit mad at me, I can't sleep. Like, I have to fix it that day. So I don't mm, know how I these people do that. all this backstabbing and, and destroy people. Like, how do, they, how do they live with
0: themselves? You're 100% correct. How do they I don't, sleep? I don't know. How the hell do you sleep at night stealing from people? How do you sleep? Stabbing people in the back. All this passive-aggressive behavior. I would rather walk up to somebody and go, you know, I've never liked you, and here's why. I'd much rather somebody do that to me <laughs> right. or me do it to somebody else. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
4: I, I just much would much more rather direct. get
0: that done. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, so, yeah, I, the fact that we could sit and talk, Nick, you know, get a smile on his face. He's in a lot of pain. You can tell him. He lost his friend mm-hmm. uh, just a couple mm-hmm. of days ago, but you, you can get a smile on your face. And I think that's the human connection. That's all that matters mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned.
4: That's what matters. And that, you know, that's what gets you through grief and loss and heartbreaking times. I can't say it any more clear, clearly, really, that sadness is, you know, it's helped most by the kind of connection we have with other people. Because um, grief is, and you know that pain that that Nick's feeling right now and that I felt, um, it's very isolating. You it feel is, very yeah. alone.
2: Yeah, you, got, you actually kind of want to be alone. Like I I've been pushing away from other people that i some degree. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to be yeah. alone
0: right now. I'm going to get
2: away from Nick.
0: <laughs> Sherry,
2: thank you for your time.
0: <laughs> have a great day.
4: Thank you. You all have a great rest of your day. You Thanks too. for having me on the show.
0: Thanks a lot. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.
4: I thought she was very. Bye-bye.